Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. And as we uh, conclude our series on We, Your People today. So we're concluding it. This is like our fourth week already and it's exciting. Uh, hopefully, it was able to somewhat help you also, right? So today specifically, we're going to talk about our shared labor and mission. Our shared labor and mission. The past uh, weeks, we talked about different things. We talked about our shared Lord Jesus being our Lord. Then we talked about our shared lives. And hopefully it's an opportunity. You, you, you already f- a bit, you know, found a bit of connection. Somewhat, maybe you took a step of faith to actually introduce yourself to the person on your row or beside you. Just to be able to somehow foster and create community. Shared lives. Hopefully several of you were already plugged in to some of our victory groups, our small groups. Uh, so that we could at least know you relationally, we could get connected with you. And then on the third week, we talked about our shared longing. There's a longing to be with each other. There's a longing to be able to gather together. And today, we're going to talk about our shared labor. And with that, I'd like to ask you to stand with me and turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, we will read together. This story in Acts uh, is the story of the Apostle Paul and Barnabas when they were sent out from the church in Antioch. Interesting is that it was not the church in Jerusalem that sent out missionaries. In fact, what happened prior to this was, there was a great persecution of the church in Jerusalem and people were scattered all over. And when people were scattered all over, uh, as they were scattered all over, they began to bring the gospel to many places and they got to Antioch. And that's how the church in Antioch was started. So let's begin reading from Acts chapter 13. We'll begin with verse 1. It says here, Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, For the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia. And from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And they had John to assist them. Let's just pray. Lord, we're grateful for the record of how The first missionaries were intentionally sent. And Lord, help us to be able to see sort of a pattern that could also be applicable in our own lives. Lord, thank you. Bless your people today as we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats. Again, we said we're talking about our shared labor and our shared mission. Now, ito pong nakaraang tatlong linggo as we talked about these three things. We said the conclusion, we're asking this question. So if the church, we do have a shared Lord, uh, lives, you know, we, we have shared lives, and then we have a shared longing to gather, is that really the purpose? Just the, is that really it? Does it end there? So that means I will surrender my life to Jesus as Lord, I will share my life to other people, have fellowship, and then we will gather together. But is that it? 
Is that what the church is for? Does it end there? Hanggang doon na lang ba yun? Now, the idea is that we understand, no, 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 no. We gather in order to scatter. There's a, there's a purpose why we gather together in order for us to be able to scatter back to the world. Which is why today we're gonna talk about our shared labor and mission. So there's a reason why we gather together. We get encouraged. You know, our hearts are full of courage. Our hearts are full of faith. And then we go, when we go back to the world out there, to the places of work, places of study, your place of influence, your community, when you go back there, now you bring that same encouragement and the word of the Lord, and then we labor together in terms of the mission. So pag inisip mo, okay, so there's a, like a move of gathering and then we scatter. And then interestingly, after we scatter for the week, we gather again on the weekend. <laughs> and once again, encourage each other. Some of us, we gather in the middle of the week also. In the context of victory groups. An opportunity to pray for each other. An opportunity to share life. An opportunity to fulfill the longing that we have for fellowship. And then after that, we go back to our homes and communities. Once again, we scatter. So you see a, a, uh, an in, um, the movement between gathering and scattering and gathering again and scattering again. It's almost like what you see in the huddle right before a game. For example, a basketball game. Let's huddle together. So we will, you know, put, we'll put our hands in the middle like that and then we'll shout, Victory Santa Rosa! There. After that, then we go to the game. We scatter into the game. You go to your posts, play the game. And then after that, time out. We gather again. Encourage each other, re readjust our strategy, and then afterwards get back into the game. Now I remember the very first time that my wife and I were scattered. <laughs> were scattered. This was how we looked like when we were newly married. Yeah. Uh, nagpapakita po ako ng mga gintong picture para lang at least uh, magpakapagpakilala din kami sa inyo. Uh, Nandiyan po sa likod namin si Pastor Jonathan and Riza Bokobo. They were our pastors in Victory Taft at that time. They were also the one who officiated our wedding. He was the one who raised me up as a pastor and it was in the season, this particular conversation, that we were being sent out to Naga City. So we are gathered with the church. Now we're going to scatter out there to be able to plant a church in Naga City that was in 2002. Wala po kaming kamuwang-muwang, napunta kami doon. Okay? Buti na lang may grace naman si Lord. Pagdating doon, we simply gathered with believers. It means that we began sharing the gospel to people and we began to gather them in the context of victory groups. So you see, it's the same, the same movement of gathering and scattering and then gathering again. Now, as we move into the story of Acts chapter 13, I wanted to give you a, big, a bit of a background story. Now, I don't want to tell the story per se. I, let's just read scripture and let the scripture tell the story. So I'm going to go through this quick. Acts 11, beginning with verse 19. Now, those who were scattered because of the persecution, which is from Jerusalem, so Acts chapter 8, uh, Acts chapter 7, it was Saul, the Pharisee, that was persecuting the church in Jerusalem, so they were spread out. And wherever they went, Acts chapter 8 would say, would tell us, they were scattered, and everywhere they went, they preached the gospel. The ones who remained in Jerusalem were the apostles. The ones who were scattered were the believers, the regular believers. So you and me, you know, you and me, we were scattered. It was the leaders who stayed in Jerusalem who were the ones who shared the gospel to the people everywhere they went. It was the believers. It was, it, it was not the apostles, it was the believers. 
So here you see regular people who have, who, you know, who are disciples now bringing the gospel wherever they'd go. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen when Stephen was first martyred traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists, referring to the Greeks, to the Gentiles, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Remember Barnabas? In Acts chapter 2 and 3, he was one of those guys, the son of encouragement. He sold the field and then distributed, distributed it among the apostles. And in, in that, So he was one of like the leaders coming from Jerusalem. So he was one of those who remained when they heard of the story of what was happening in Antioch. The way that the believers, uh, the believers who were scattered now began to gather in Antioch. They sent Barnabas, check out mo yung nangyayari doon. So Barnabas went there and when Barnabas saw it, oh man, when he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad. And he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Then talking about Barnabas, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. What happened after? So here was Barnabas validating the work in Antioch saying, this is awesome. This is the work of God. And then verse 25. So Barnabas went to Tarsus. Remember? Saul of Tarsus. So apparently Saul, after he got saved, Acts chapter 9. And then a few weeks later, he was already preaching. Or a few days later, he was already preaching the gospel to the people. The people began to persecute him. So where did he go? Went back to his hometown. He was now Barnabas, hearing about what happened to Saul, went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. New environment. Not Damascus. New environment. New place. The people here, multi-ethnic. No, different, not just Jews. Different kinds of people. So it was like a cosmopolitan place. Verse 26, the rest of that. For a whole year, they met with the church. And taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. That's the story of the church in Antioch. The church in Antioch is very much like us in our day. Different types of people. Very cosmopolitan. We come from different places. And in fact, the church in Antioch is a good model in terms of how to be able to send missionaries. Which is now where we pick up the story in Acts chapter 13. Paul's first missionary journey. How did that turn about? How did that come about? Verse 1, Acts 13. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers. And then it would list the whole, the, the whole list. Barnabas, apparently Barnabas being like the solid guy from Jerusalem, he began to lead the church. He's the first uh, person on the list. And then you'd see other leaders. It said there, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manain, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Saul already became part of the leadership team of Antioch. So we have five people. Now, what do you notice about these five people? First, it's like a group of leaders that were multi-gifted. There were prophets. There were teachers. It was also a group of leaders that were multi-ethnic. You have a black guy. What do you think Niger means? <laughs> Oh, okay. And you, you have a guy from Cyrus. The, the, the guy from, and you have a guy from 
possibly a political background the you know the lifelong friend of Herod the tetrarch and then you have a former persecutor pharisee lawyer next generation ni Barnabas within the leadership team multi-generational that's interesting that's the kind of leadership team that we would like to be able to in a sense express in fact i want to do this quickly I'd like to ask for Pastor Jerry, Mark, and Ian to stand up and face the congregation. Yan. Makita lang po ninyo siya. Nakikita po ninyo itong 3 p.m. service? We're gonna start it today. Oh yeah! Woohoo! And we're excited to be able to see uh, that service continue to flourish. Dito po sa 9 a.m. service, you'll see me more and more, and then you'll also see Pastor Jerry, Mark, and Ian serving with us. We are a multi-ethnic, Multi-gifted, multi-generational. There you go. Yung pong pinakayang sa amin, siya rin ang pinakamatangkad. Okay, so a multi-generational team. But you'll be seeing us leading this 9 a.m. service more and more. Again, palakpakan po natin sila. Thank you so much, guys. So, you have a leadership team like that, mas madaling makarinig ki Lord kapag marami. And you're not limited to your own prejudice or subjective uh, listening to the Lord. In fact, I could listen to the Lord with these three guys. And same way with them. It says there, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, it's important that we go about the regular, you know, the regular mode of just uh, of church. In their day, worship and fasting. That was what their worship service looked like. Tayo, we come together every weekend. We worship together. We worship God. We, we worship God with our giving. We worship God with song. We worship God in the preaching of the word. We worship God as we pray together for each other. During the week, we gather together. We express our concern to each other. We love on each other. We pray for each other. We encourage each other. So we go about the regular life of the church. In that context, the Holy Spirit comes in. Now that's important. Our encouragement for us is that let us continue to honor God with our lives, with our whole families. Let us continue to live holy lives, transformed lives, transformed by the Holy Spirit. Let's continue to do that. And in that context, the Holy Spirit would speak to you. You go about your regular life. You get ready to be interrupted. It said there, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Now, I need you to hear this now. Victory Santa Rosa, I need you to hear this. Even for those of you worshiping with us, I need you to hear this. This is our shared labor. This is our shared mission. The Holy Spirit set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work to which He has called them. And that work, so you've got the main guy in Antioch, and then you've got the youngest guy or newest guy in Antioch being sent out to do missions. And that's the work that we do together. So it's, we have the sending church and then we have the missionaries. You, us, we would like, we would be like, uh, sorry, we, we would, this would be like the sending church. And then every one of us, as we go out those doors, we're the ones being sent out as missionaries. Shared labor, shared mission. That's us. This is who we are. It's a work that we share together. We're not just here to fellowship and encourage each other, although we would like to really do that effectively. We're not just here to fellowship and share our lives with each other, although we would really like to do that, and I pray that you would have lifelong friends coming from here. Uh, specifically, for example, this service, if you regularly see each other here. We, we really want to be able to do that, and yet at the same time, we understand it is not complete without us going out there. 
being sent on mission, sharing that kind of labor. Now, you remember discipleship? We would define it in this way. We follow Jesus, we fellowship with believers, but we also fish for people. So this is that component now. Your first three weeks ng discussion natin dito sa We Your People would be follow Jesus and fellowship with believers. Now we're at this point we're talking about fishing for people. And bago kakabahan, before you begin feeling like, oh no, this again, oh man, and evangelism, that's like the most difficult thing ever. That's, that's like uh, the most uncomfortable thing to even think about. You're not gonna do it alone. We're gonna do it. Even with that, we're gonna do it together. It's a labor and a mission that is shared among us. So what happened to them? And this is what, where we'd like to pick up some lessons for us. So what needs to happen to you and me in order for us to effectively uh, do the same way as Barnabas and Saul would do? Now I understand that's huge. I mean, they, that first missionary journey planted churches across Asia. Ang layo naman nun sa itsura natin. I understand, I understand. But, but, we can plant victory groups in our areas of influence. Maybe we could begin thinking along those lines. Maybe we could, we, we, could plant, we could plant outreaches among our family members in the compound where you live, in the village where you live, in the class where you study, in the office where you work. Maybe we could plant a seed there that would be like Barnabas and Saul going out to, to the nations, to Asia, but me in a smaller scale. And I don't need to be alone. I can actually bring someone to do it with me. That's the idea. So let's learn a few lessons. Verse, verse 3. Then after fasting and prayer, they, referring to the leadership team, laid their hands on them and sent them off. So you've got five people, five guys. Tatlo na lang ang natira. Nilay hands yung dalawa, Barnabas and Saul. And now they're being sent off. It said there, they were sent off by the leaders of the church. They were sent off by the leaders of the church. Now, do you remember how we started as victory here in the Philippines? When in 1984, a team of American missionaries came to the Philippines, they were sent off by their sending church in the U.S. The 65 university students and campus missionaries, they were sent to the Philippines to do a month-long outreach they were sent by their leaders also. Now, I wanted to retell the story, but instead, I just invited Pastor Steve to tell it himself. Would that be okay for Pastor Steve to visit us this Sunday? All right, so let's listen to Pastor Steve as he tells the story. Retell a very familiar story to everyone. 1984, group of American college students, mostly, and a few who had graduated like myself, came to the Philippines, to start a church that would reach the future leaders of the Philippines, so we went to the U-Belt. Uh, that American team of summer missionaries were supposed to stay in the Philippines for one month and then fly to Korea to do the same thing for another month. At the two-week mark, uh, we had been meeting every single night, except Sunday night, so Monday through Saturday, in the Girl Scouts Auditorium on Padre Farah uh, near Taft. And every night, uh, that place was packed, about, I think it was about a 600-seat theater, and students would come to the front at the end of a gospel message, they'd give their lives to Jesus, and I would take those new believers and, and, and teach them the foundations of the faith and talk about, make sure they understood the gospel and faith and grace and repentance and, and uh, give them a Bible and tell them to start reading the Bible and the book of Mark, and we'd do it all over again the next day. At the two-week 
mark, I gathered those first believers, um, people who had been a Christian for two weeks, for 10 days, for one week, for three days, whatever. And, um, and I gave them the news. I said, uh, all of this American team is about to fly to Korea, then back to the States. I said, there's only two more weeks. And you've been watching me and the others every night minister to new believers. And tonight it's going to be you. You're going to do it. And because we're all leaving, and so we have two weeks to teach you guys how to do basic ministry um, in the future. And so they were a little bit panicked and uh, started saying things like, but I've only been saved two weeks, or I've only been a Christian for one week, or I've only been saved for three days, or things like that. And my response was this. I looked at each one of them. It was Bertie Kabilin, June Eskusar, uh, Manny Muleta. And others, and it was Judy, not Judy Kabiling yet, but Judy Pena and 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 Gigi Lim, and who now Gigi Esquisar, and this group of people. And I would ask them, remember, I told you to read the book of Mark. How far are you? Oh, I'm already in Acts, or I'm already uh, in Romans, or I'm already, you know, I I, I finished uh, uh, Mark, Luke, and John, and and that kind of thing. So I said, okay. The people who get saved tonight, they haven't even read Mark 1 yet. So you're way ahead. So you know enough to help them walk with Jesus. That's what discipleship is. It's simply helping someone else follow Jesus. All right. I'll pause there. Did you catch the story? So he, they were sent by the church to be able to go to the Philippines. And now they're sending this next group of Filipino leaders. They're also being sent off. To do exactly the same thing. To disciple other people to help them begin to follow Jesus. So there's an aspect really that there's human beings, leaders who believe in you, who trust in you, who would now send you off. Now, hear us out. This is us, your leadership pastors here in Victory Santa Rosa, sending you off in our shared labor and mission. Hear us. We will commission you to be able to go out there and reach out to your family, friends, co-workers, classmates, and wherever God may scatter you as God intends for you to be able to serve Him in His kingdom. We are sending you. Now, next part of the verse. Verse 4. We're not only the ones sending you. It says there, So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Why Cyprus? Barnabas was from there. Uh-huh. Makes sense. All right. I'll go back to my hometown, visit my people, plant the gospel there. You know, hopefully some people would get saved. That was part of their stop because it's their circle of family and friends. Specifically, Barnabas was leading this mission. So think about that for a moment. Okay, we were sent off by the leaders and then we're not only sent off by the leaders, we're also sent out by the Holy Spirit. That should comfort you. <laughs> because, you know, um, have you ever, I, I, when I started out after I graduated from PT, while I was waiting for my work abroad, I tried many different jobs. Wala pang masyadong BPO nung panahon na yon, So I came to a, um, to a sales company. We were selling computers at that time. Bago pa lang ang mga desktop computers, ang tawag nun ay edutainment there. Yung, yung desktop computers na merong ano, uh, updated Pentium, Pentium 2, 
<laughs> updated yon, updated yon, okay? Pensum 2. Tapos merong speakers. Tapos merong Encarta Encyclopedia na nasa CD. Yun. That's the package that we were selling. So, we were trained. We were trained by, the, by our sales manager. And then we were asked to go to different villages, subdivisions, and literally knock door to door and sell the computers. That was me. I was around 20 years old that time. I was trying to work to work. Okay, I didn't find much, much success, but this is what was happening there. I was being sent out by my leaders. They were the ones sending me in order for us to earn money. This is way bigger than that. Our shared mission and labor is way bigger than that. You're not only being sent by victory, you are being sent by the Holy Spirit. And that should give you a lot of confidence. Because when the Holy Spirit started out, if you remember in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came on the, on the believers, those 120 people, disciples, at the upper room, the Holy Spirit empowered them. And then after that, they began to do signs, wonders, miracles, powerful way by which they proclaimed the Word of God to the people. The Holy Spirit is sending you out. This is not just a human endeavor. This is not just about us building a church or even building victory per se or seeing expansion and, and all of that. No, this is way beyond that. This is God's agenda. And the Holy Spirit is sending you out. So hear us now as we say this. You're being sent out by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit Himself will accompany you. Lest you think that you'll be left alone. Yung parang naiwang ka sa ere. Ano nang gagawin ko rito? No. The Holy Spirit will accompany you. Jesus Himself said, And I will be with you always to the very end of the age. The Holy Spirit accompanies you, strengthens you, emboldens you, enables you to speak with, with, uh, with power, enables you to pray for people and they will get healed. You're being sent out by the Holy Spirit. Would you be willing for us as a church to embrace that whole idea and say, God, really? Alam ko, Lord, paulit-ulit ko nang naririnig yan. Pero Lord, would you make that true once again in my life today? Last part. Last part of the passage, it says there in verse 5, I think. Verse 5, when they arrived at Salamis. there. This is another place. When they arrived at Salamis, it says there, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews and they had John to assist them. You know what needs to happen? In order for us to be able to live out our shared labor and mission, we have got to arrive. We have got to arrive. We cannot stay in the place where we're at lang. You might have to actually stand up, walk over to the desk of your co-worker and arrive there. <laughs> you might actually need to arrive at the next desk. You might actually, you as a student, you might actually need to stand up from, well, face-to-face -to -face na tayo, malapit na. Pero you might actually need to, um, to go from that Zoom meeting to actually messaging that classmate. You have got to arrive in Messenger. Okay? You've got to arrive there. You've got to go there. You might need to katok your neighbor and bring a pie. Okay, to be able to befriend your neighbor and arrive at their door in order for the shared mission and the shared labor to happen. You might need to walk across the room in a party. And get to meet that person who's at the corner, who's no, no one speaking to him in order for us to eventually be able to proclaim the word of God. We need to arrive. 
We always hear about the idea of proclaiming the Word of God. But sometimes we don't even know where to start. Arrive. Arrive. Tapos okay lang na hindi masyadong malakas yung arrive mo. Yung, yung, di ba? Yung hindi masyadong malakas yung dating. Yung okay lang na ang that hindi obnoxious. That when you arrive, you're actually, you know, you're able to speak about the Word of God gently. You're able to answer people's objections gently. You're able to defend the hope that you have, but you do it with gentleness and respect, not with obnoxiousness. But we need to arrive. That needs to happen. They arrived and proclaimed the Word of God. Allow me to wind down here with a few stories. It was in 1998 that uh, the very first 10 days mission trip that I ever became part of, and it was in Yangon, Myanmar also. Hindi ko pa na-meet doon si John G. Ang na-meet ko doon, yung mga earlier leaders nila. But this is how it, I, I'm, the, I'm the guy in the middle. So, yung naka-high school post ng picture. So, pero the, the idea that you'll have to go there. And this is the very first time I ever rode on a plane. This is the very first time I had, I was able to go out, to apply for a passport and go out of the nation. But it was important. We had to arrive. We had to get there in order for mission to happen. In order for us to be able to live it out. Ito, a few interesting stories. Yung pong donase, uh, na, na high school natin dito. We've been doing outreaches there. We go there. We actually arrive there each time. And that particular group has really grown. Our campus missionaries would go there on a regular basis. And ito, Santo Domingo. We, we do this too in the high school there. And we have an opportunity to be able to minister to them. Ito yung matindi. Nakakatawa po ito. Yesterday, you know, uh, I, was, I was acquainted with this story. This is the Sitio Jordan Outreach. There, of course, sa may bayan, sa may SM. Now, the idea is that we've been working there even pre-pandemic. And we've been doing all of these things. And you know what? The interesting, sa may realist nakatira, magkakapitbahay. Yesterday was their victory weekend. 25 of them. 25 of them. <laughs> you know, Pastor Miko was the one who was one of the people who was, who was who were teaching. I uh, was teaching. And you know, when they, 25, magkakapitbahay. This is the first time that I've ever seen a victory weekend where everyone knows everyone. As in, they were all moms. Walang mga tatay. Oh. They were all moms and they were there and this is the mom and this is the daughter and this is the sister. And uh, it's, it's like a whole, a holy lera and, uh, and man, amazing. 25 people in the victory weekend. They went, nine of them got baptized. And these nine people, some of them, they didn't even have extra clothes. Walang pamalit ng damit. Yun lang talaga ang kanilang panlakad. Walang pamalit. Interestingly, that place where we baptized them, uh, the, the owner of the house, actually had extra clothes, uh, parang re- relief goods that he was actually gonna give to them. So, nabigyan pa ng mga damit itong mga ito at meron silang damit na nai-uwi, na dry, nung pa-uwi na sila. Hinahakot po sa truck. Nakasakay sa truck. Okay, itong kanilang mga pamilya, mga anak, may kids search ang Victory Weekend for, I, I don't know if you've seen one, pero because these are moms and they have their kids with them and we'd have to put them in the kids' church while they're doing Victory Weekend in order for us to be able to minister to them. Pero all of this happened because a uh, because we, you know, where was Jopat? Jopat's mom, uh, Cynthia. 
Jopas mom, Cynthia, is one of those people na nag-aasikaso doon. And several others. And they had to arrive. They had to go to the place. It's not a place that you would naturally go to immediately. It's not a place where you like to hang out and you know, have your baris, uh, your, your coffee drink. No, you go there and you, you actually go out of your way. You go out of your comfort zone and they minister the gospel to people. It's amazing. It's amazing. Ito po yung buong grupo na yun, ng Victory Weekend. All of that to say that we have shared missional labor and we are sent out by the Holy Spirit and our leaders to go where the people are and proclaim the word. And so I'd like to ask you this question. Could this be your Antioch moment? Could this be that moment that we are fellowshipping and worshiping God and then the Holy Spirit came to you today and said, set apart your life for me for the work that I have called you to do. This has been the Victory Center Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.